What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. If it's your first time joining the show, welcome to the show. We got a good one for you today, like my man Steve Harvey done say. It is Ryan Sickler, the sick dog, the broken back boy. I love him so much. Uh, Lefty's son is out right now. His special is available on the YouTubes. Go on there and please watch it. Same for us. Uh, please subscribe. Please like it. Leave a comment down below for the out. Go rhythm. Uh, and go see him. Sickler's so funny, man. Go see him on tour and go watch his special and spread it around to the world. Also, come see me. Me and Bob are on the road right now. We are doing a ton of dates and we're adding dates as we go. Come see us. Uh, badfriendspod.com. Badfriendspod.com to get those tickets to see me and Bobby do the Bad Friends Tour with Jesse Jutsky Johnson. Also with Carlos. Uh, we got all sorts of fun planned. Badfriendspod.com. Enough rambling from me. Let's go to the episode. In here... We pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Oh, that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers, oh, hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. It's Ryan Sickler. Wow, that was good. That was Some days good, it's dude. not good. Today was good. That was like white guy rap shit right there, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Dude, good I love you. back on the Whiskey Ginger. All right, so here's the deal. Uh-huh. Uh, I texted you in the airport. I think I was in the airport. And why don't you explain what you've been going through? All right, I've been talking about But make about it this funny. I'll do my best. I um, <laughs> first of all, go watch my special. There's my camera. Go watch my special. Right Lefty now, Son, right now, before now we before we do anything else, yeah. go watch Lefty's Son right now on subscribe YouTube. To my YouTube and I'm- subscribe. The link is going to be in the description below to watch his special. Go watch it and spread it around, baby. I took a page out of your book. I was very inspired by what you did. I also mm. directed my own special. Hell yeah! But the thing is, I've been. The whole time I've been doing stand-up, I've also been writing and producing. I've started at, like, Fox Family, ABC Family, The CW, WB, Fox Sports, Oprah. You know, you name it. I've worked there. I'm not even kidding you. Food Network, Style Arsenio Network. Arsenio Hall. E. Dude, I've done so many. Yeah. And, um, and more. And, you know, I watched this. I've said this before. I watched this interview with Jamie Foxx after he won the Oscar, and he said that his grandmother used to make him come home after school and play the piano. And he hated it. Yeah. And he did not understand why she would make him fucking do it. Then, all these years later, he plays the piano and Ray and wins an Oscar. Wisconsin. And he's like, yeah. now it made fucking sense. So all these years of working in post-production and seeing how people sucked. Like, I got to be a good producer because people sucked. I'm like, did you guys get room tone? They're like, huh? <laughs> like, did you guys get any artful B-roll out there that we could use to cover the shit you're giving? Nah. Nothing. You know what you should do? You should have somebody saying... Oh, man, I like that. I'm like, yeah, we should. Did y'all shoot it? Did you get it? No, but we no, should do that but next we time. Should. Yeah, you I should. I hate that. So working in post-production, I would see all the things that we're not getting from these fucking shitty people right. who are half-assing their jobs. And I'm like, all right, now when I go to that side, I know I need room tone. I need artful B-roll. I need laughter. A lot of laughter is good. We can cover shit up with laughter, even mm-hmm. if it's fucking dr- So... It comes time to shoot my special, and I'm like, I'm just going to fucking direct this thing myself. And I, I originally wanted to have Eric Abrams do it, but he's like, look, I'm the easiest budget cut. And he's like, I'd hire you to fucking produce on it. And but like, he is great. He is great. Because I was with him in New he's York great. for Ari's special, mm-hmm. and he did, dude, he did so good. He was so good. He's a the only reason I think I didn't go with him or we didn't use him um, is because he was 
underwater. He was doing like 50 things and was straight Mine up. Mine was budgetary. <laughs> Mine was strictly budgetary. But he, he couldn't do but it. But I love him. The next one. The next one, bro. But, but I had the same, the same idea. I was like, if you can get a good DP who you trust to set up all the shots and do all the right things with you on what you like, it was almost like, uh, let's do this dance together then. Yeah. Like, let's, you know, let's, let's figure this out together instead of me throwing stuff out to somebody, walking away. And I, I know some people like that. They're like, I don't want to think about it. And then you'll get to the end of the edit, edit bay and go, fuck. Why'd they use that? I don't like this. Why'd Why is that? This? Why'd they do that? That yeah. made me nervous. I didn't. So even yeah. with like trailers, I hit Segor up. I'm like, what do you think? And he's like, I don't know. He goes, even with a trailer, traditional comedy trailers are, you know, for me, it would be like, he's a single dad. He's mm -hmm. a blah, blah, blah. He's a blah. And I was like, I don't want to do it. So I'm just using raw clips from the fucking special. Smart. And that's it. No fancy music under it. I'm not bumping the fucking, putting fake laughter in or any of that. I'm that's my favorite when somebody goes, is. they sweetened it up. And it's like, no, we didn't. No, no. I didn't. What you hear is we what We leveled it. We leveled it. So well, yeah, it, it sounds nice. Yeah, when yeah. you listen to it. But right. nobody sweetened anything. Mm -hmm. I didn't add filler laughter. I didn't no. do any of that shit. And um, I shot it at the Dynasty in here in L.A. And my the guy you're talking about for me is Sam Volan. Like, he just crushed it on this and then you know so many i'm lucky i shot it in december because this whole thing goes down right after this and i wouldn't i would have had to cancel shooting all this shit but my producer kirsten like that poor girl drove me like she drove me she would have to come to my home pick me up to take me to the studio to do podcast because you my were stepson yeah i out. couldn't do i was on a fucking walker i was on a walker bro yeah it was bad when i called you i well when i I wanted, I think I texted you first to check in to see how you were just to say hi. And also like I was, you know, you were on my mind and I was seeing you online and I was like, man, I need to say hi to Sickler. I haven't seen you in a long time. And then man, when you gave me all that news, I was like, I couldn't believe it. it, it you hit me up and I was like, dude, thank you so much. I'm just in here. I just had this back surgery. So I went in for a, a spinal um, what is it called? Stenosis decompression. Spinal stenosis decompression. And it's an old ass fucking injury from high school that I've been dealing with my whole life. Yeah. As I've said, like our high school had a weight training. I'm 50 now. I graduated in 91. So good looking cat for 50. That silver fox in the house, huh? Uh, Look at I, listen, him. I'll tell you what. I've always said I wished my self esteem matched my self confidence. Because it doesn't. Uh, why? I'm confident in things I do. I've just not never been confident in the way I look or sound or anything. You got a mirror at the I house? I mean, I know I'm good. I'm going to buy you a mirror. Thanks. You sexy motherfucker. I know I'm good, but yeah. I always doubt, self-doubt. I mean, I know I'm good based off statistical results when I look at things. Like I knew I was better at sports because I made the all-star right. teams and all these right. things, you know. I graduated high in a 3.0. I knew I was in the smarter classes, not a 4.0, 3.0. But... <laughs> But, but back then, it was out of three, kids. It wasn't. <laughs> Listen, if you got a 3.0 back then, let me tell you something. You got a State Farm Insurance good student discount yep. and a free pizza at Pizza Hut when you would go in and it was a family restaurant when Pizza Hut still had a motherfucking fireplace in it. I remember those days. Yeah, that, that red original. fucking fire. Well, because, dude, Pizza now Hut used to be sit-down. Now it's a walk-up counter. Yeah. Now it's a walk-up counter. You don't even go into Pizza Hut anymore. Uh -uh. They're gone. You take it and go. A machine made it, and then yeah. you just grab it and leave. Dude, I remember Pizza Hut in high school, we would go have sit-down dinners at yeah, Pizza Hut. It was saying. a restaurant. And I'd bring my 3.0 report card, and I'd get a free personal pant. Hey, hey. And I'm like, Show there up. it is, motherfucker. You think I ain't getting that? I'm saving money at State Farm and get my free pizza. So uh, <laughs> that those are the days. But we had weight training class. Did you that got that? you. Well, I played football for a heartbeat, and I got hurt. 
And my dad looked me in the face when I got home and goes, look, you love basketball so much more than football, yeah? I said, yeah, that was my sport. And he goes, do you want to get hurt playing football so you can't play basketball? I was like, no, that'll, that'll be the biggest disappointment. He goes, you're not that good at football. You're good at basketball. Stop doing it. I mean, he like was so straight. He had never been that way. Anything I tried, he was like, do it. Yeah, do it. Have fun. But he was legit. He's like, dude, football, you're fine. You're good. You're fine. But he's like, basketball, you're, you're great. You're better at yeah, basketball you're make than you are at football. Yeah, Go football. With basketball, I was like, you'll make varsity? No sweat. He's like, you're not a varsity football player. And I was like, respect. That hurt, but respect. But so I hung it up for that reason. So I didn't do basketball weight, tra- weight training was different. It was mostly cardio and, you know what I mean? It was lightweight and lots of reps. So there wasn't like, you know, squatting. and No one did any of that stuff on basketball. Yeah, see, for me, I was a good student. I wasn't a great student. But also, from 16 on, I have no parents. And I'm still going to school and trying to get good grades. You did it without mom and dad cracking yeah, the whip. Telling us to go. Still going. But I was terrible at math. So I would get a C in math. And in order to get straight B's, you had to at least get an A to counter that C. And Shut then up. you could hit B's and you're at a 3.0. And yeah. I couldn't miss that pizza or that motherfucking discount. <laughs> State Farm discount. I'm paying it. I'm paying it at 16. <laughs> Not my parents. Right. I'm paying it. Right. So I need that motherfucking discount. So I need this A. So I would take a weight training class, which was also separate than a gym class. I'm like, now I got two A's. So I could fuck off this math. And maybe even social studies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> maybe social studies. I need English. Mm-hmm. So I was into Shakespeare. So I would get my straight B's doing that. And that would be my 3.0. That was the balance. That was my balance. But this weight training class, um, it was all about be strong, don't be smart. Right. So we had a wall here that said the 300-pound bench club and your name I would remember be painted, seeing that, right? yeah. And then the 500-pound <laughs> yep. squat and your name would be painted. Right. Then you would get a shirt that was a 300-500 combo shirt to walk around school and let everybody know, <laughs> you better not fuck with me. What's up, ladies? <laughs> yeah, You see ladies, the tree five. I'll you see the tree five. <laughs> you see the tree to five. <laughs> That's what it was. What are you guys doing tonight? <laughs> and so many of us, I have a few friends I'm still in contact with from high school, and we all have fucked up backs because we're all under that fucking yeah. squat rack. Just no one's telling you the proper form. No. They're just telling you, you, you just get under that and you put it on the back of your neck and you look up and fucking go. Throw and that and shit. We're, going, ah! we're shooting it up fast. So you know? bad. Didn't even know what a squat was when I first got there. So that fucked my back up. And it's just been this thing I lived with. And then um, it's always been a six, seven, sometimes eight pain. There's been times where I can't walk or anything, and I would go get epidurals just for pain management. So you did that? Yeah. Because, you know, we spoke. We're back bros. You know, I, I, I had a fracture in my back, when, and we talked about it. And everyone I know that had that, they all got epidurals, all of them. And the one dude, uh, every, every one of my friends was like, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And one guy... Uh, that I met through another friend who was like, um, kind of like a trainer a little bit. Uh, you know, he did physiotherapy or whatever. And he said, do yourself a favor. Try to avoid it and and get into yoga. Go to Pilates. He's like, try these alternative things to stretch and learn to use your own body weight. And he goes, just try it before you go get epidural. Because one day, I, I we had talked about this last time I saw you. I was in bed, so much nerve pain. Dude, I've been hit by a car. I've been knocked out in fights. 
been hit by a car? I got hit like by walking? a car. Yeah, I got hit by in college. Oh, hold on. In college. Tell that story. <laughs> in college. Tell that story. I deserved just... it in college. It deserved it. <laughs> I deserved it. Like, well, I was crossing illegally. I was being a drunk idiot. Yeah, and but that, you don't know if you deserved to be hit I deserved by a it. tank. I deserved it. Obey the law. No, I was crossing illegally. We were drunk. I was fucking around. And I got clipped on my leg. It wasn't bad. Did you, like, flip and shit? My shoe came off. Yeah, it hit my, the side of my leg. My shoe came off in the what intersection. What kind of car do you remember? You better believe I fucking remember what it was. It was a Saturn. Uh, oh, it was no. Saturn. They're not even around yeah, anymore. I know. Saturn. Uh, what was the one? Solstice or what was the one? The little coupe Saturn. Yeah, you know I know what, what you're about? talking about. Like the turquoise one that was popular. Yeah. For yeah. <laughs> I'm probably lucky that I get hit by a little tiny car because if it was a big car, it only it clipped my leg. If it was a big car, it would clip my whole body. It would have it yeah, smoked. It would rupture your spleen. Like the internal damage of being hit by a car is crazy. Where you really, well, need I got to worry clipped because they were turning and I was running. I was being stupid. Did they stop? They did. Yeah, they stopped. But I mean, also they were like, "All right, yeah, you go. <laughs> yeah. I good. deserved. I deserved. You good? I deserved it." But after that, that was crazy pain. That was pain, just like a fight pain, where I was sore for like a month. When you got into a fight when you were a kid, you know, the next day, and the next day, and the next day it was like it would compound the pain you know what i mean you were like god damn i didn't even know how did i twist my shoulder all the, that kind of pain over the years never compared to the the pain i had from my back it was nerve shit is it's unaccounted for it doesn't even it goes under the radar in conversation of like dude it hurt so bad couldn't sleep couldn't piss couldn't shit couldn't sneeze couldn't sneeze couldn't call nothing dude every time you'd go sneeze is, i gotta get over to a counter and hold on for these motherfuckers like yeah <laughs> if you go if you freehand sneeze in You're your not- 50s it's a wrap on you bro. <laughs> you out of your mind you gotta you Look gotta this guy freehand sneezing yeah. over here what are you doing dude? hold on to something You're gonna blow your back out gary <laughs> but i but that nerve pain i experienced when you told me about the pain of your back we were eating pizza at joe's mm-hmm. and you were talking to me about your back this is a while ago before you, you got surgery and you were like, I got, I just have to do it after all these needles. I got to do it. And I'm lucky that I didn't have to go through it yet. Who knows? Cause you never know with back stuff, but you just showed me the scar in the parking lot here. What are we talking? That's gotta be six inches, seven yeah, inches. Big, yeah. Dude. It's well, yeah, that's right. Seven inches is Put huge. Pick up to it when, <laughs> when we're off camera. Let's see. We'll measure. Six and a half. <laughs> But honestly, that's big. That is big, a big. It's bitch. bigger than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it is. So post surgery, though, then you had to lay in bed because my boy almost died. Yeah, I did almost die. So I went to um, I went to do the surgery, and then the, it wasn't healing properly, and it kept bulging up, and like just fluid and blood is building up back there. So like, you need to come back in. We need to take a look at it. To open me back up fix whatever's going on, tell me there's this one millimeter tear back there, then that was just pumping blood out, and now we're good to go. But now we've just opened you up two times. You're going to need to lay in the hospital just for a couple days and chill. And I get into the general population area, and that's when you text me. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, thank you. I'm just here for a couple days. I'm good, man. Mm -hmm. I thought nothing of it. You were like, no, I'm straight. That's it. Don't worry about it. I kept telling everybody, I'm going to kick this fucking physical therapy's ass. You'll see. (laughs) You'll see. I'll tell you, man, you don't talk shit like that to the universe sometimes. (laughs) It got you. But I have this, and I know I'm going out there everywhere talking about this, but I have something called Factor 5 Lighten. I found out a few years ago when I had kidney stones and I was on bed rest because I couldn't move, and my legs, both my legs clotted. And it was a six-month adventure of them thinking I had cancer, leukemia, lymphoma, and I'm just freaking the fuck out every time they're telling me something. And it turns out that I have this blood disorder, and it's genetic. So then my mom and brothers have to get tested. They don't have it. 
My dad's dead, but the math is easy now. <laughs> he, he had it, clearly. <laughs> and he died at 42 of what everyone thought was a heart attack back then. And now they're telling me that, that medicine is realizing that back then, if you died young, it was just a heart attack. But they're realizing more and more it's actually these clots that are killing people, breaking off in their legs and lungs, brain, whatever. So he gives it to me. So I've had this thing my whole life. But this time I'm armed with that knowledge. And mm-hmm. I tell everyone who will fucking listen, mm-hmm. I've got this shit. Don't let me lay here and clot. Right. Even one guy even said, man, you're really worried about that, huh? And I said, yeah, yeah. I'm very worried about it. My dad died it. at 42. And I just clotted. And you guys, the last hospital told me nothing was wrong with me. And I'm, I passed these clots. Now I realize with no medicine, no help, no nothing. Like, I should have died in 2016. And I remember laying on my bed one night crying. I gave myself up. I was like, if this is it, it's it's I can't take this anymore. Yeah. And I wake up and I just fucking keep it finally went away. I went and got a steroid shot. And I don't know coincidentally what the fuck it was, but it helped. This time I tell them not to fucking let me clot. And I lay there for three days, turns into five, turns into seven. This shit's taking a while. Mm. I'm like, why is this taking so long? And then this is what's humbling, too. And I've had this said to me before, but um, <laughs> I'm like, this is taking longer than y'all said. Why? And they're like, well, because you're 50. Mm. You're not 20 anymore. And I was like, ugh, I felt mm. every bit of that. Yeah. That's... I wasn't even 50, actually. I was 49. I was like, let's not round up. <laughs> I, I hope I'm going to be 50 after this. Yeah. But yeah, I felt every bit of that. Like, oh yeah, I still think I'm young, and 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 but, but my no. body's like it's gonna be a minute. So they come in, and to their credit, they they ultrasound my legs, and they say I have no clots in my legs. I'm like, great. They've got I put these calf pumps on. They got these automatic calf pumps. You got them calf pumps in my legs all day, just to keep keep the blood just moving. to keep blood circulating. Nowhere else <laughs> in your body, just your legs. Because it's got to get back upstairs. You got to come back up. Let's go. Come up. And then this one, they come in on a uh, a Saturday and ask me to pass this test. I have to pass a couple tests. I have to pass a walker test first. They're like, you've been laying on your own body for eight or nine days. You're going to be sore. Your back is fucked up. You got to pass a walker test. And they said, you might be dizzy and shit when you get up. So I sit up. I'm fucked up. I lay back down. He's like, all right, we're not going to do it today. I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of there. Right. I just want to go home. Now I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Sunday. I sit up. I feel good. I do a 360, a tiny ass senior citizen walk on this walker. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, all right, what else? And he's like, that's it. I'm like, come on, dude. He's like, that's it. I'm telling you, yesterday you couldn't walk, and today you just walked on a walker. And I'm telling you, in my world, that's a big deal. So tomorrow you pass a stairs test, you're going home. And I was like, great. Show me them stairs. Thank fucking God. I failed the test the day before, and thank God. I have fucking stairs going into my place. This, this. So the lady comes in the next day and she's like, how do you feel? I go, I feel weird. I just feel different. She's like, do you want to do this? I go, yeah, I want to go the hell home. I'm tired of being here. And that night they moved me into my own room and I'm telling them, just leave me here. I'm going home tomorrow. They're like, we're going to put you in your room. I'm, I'm going home tomorrow. Just leave me. Now we're putting you in your own room. I go to my own room. I'm like, all right, I'll get a good night's sleep. Cause now I'm out of general population. You sound like prison, by the way. How, it is. Prison. How was your celly? It's prison. Did you talk to your celly? Yeah, <laughs> I met Cheryl uh, or uh, Cheryl. What was her name? I think it was Cheryl or I forget now. Cheryl. It might have been Cheryl. Cheryl. 
nice older black lady over here. Yeah, I knew that. When you said it, I uh-huh. knew it. <laughs> um, Cheryl. But see, the thing is, when you're in these this area, you I'm laying on my back. I see nothing. All of this is audio only. Everything I'm putting together. And this side, this room over here, just curtains, but you might have come in and got thumb surgery you're in there for two hours right you're bumping your fucking music with your family and shit i'm in i'm on day seven bitch you know what i mean like (laughs) you're leaving after four hours because you had arthroscopic (laughs) on your knee i'm on day eight bitch shut up like quiet be quiet yeah cheryl's in there for three or four days with me and i hear her one day she's like how you doing over there i was like i'm all right man this is fucked up and and they're putting the lauded in my iv and I'm not a drug guy. I'm weed and shrooms. That's right. it. I don't right. like I don't like the pills, nothing. No, I don't like pills. Dude, you're talking to me and I'm seeing fucking flesh. My, my face chunks starts to move. fall off. Uh-uh. Bloody chunks fall off and hit the table. I'm seeing the bone up under and everything. And I'm just like, what the f-? and you're wearing a mask, because they were still making you wear a mask. And then I'm seeing it flip, 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 flip. Oh, no, no, no. I call the nurse. I'm like, hey, I'm tripping in here. I'm tripping. I'm scared. She's like, what do you got? I go, right now where you're talking to me, chunks of your face are falling off. She's like, that's not supposed to happen. I go, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Get this shit out of me. I want oral pills only. Like, I don't even want the pain you're giving me. That that fucking, I don't want it. Because a lot of F- it is strong. Cheryl over here goes, I'm seeing the same thing. I go, nah. <laughs> she goes, I am. I go, why are you taking it and not saying something? She's like, oh, I'm tripping. I go, yeah, we are tripping. So both of us requested that shit's out. Like IV delauded. It's mainline, bro. It's right in. It's, it's there's there's it's, no it's too much. Right, because pills you at least get to process. Your body slowly and my breaks body it up. Slowly process. Yeah. This shit's like ding. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, man, your face is falling off, dude. It was nonstop. In here. We pour whiskey. This episode of Whiskey Ginger is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey, I've spoken very openly and candidly on this show about therapy and getting help and talking to somebody, and I believe that BetterHelp is a wonderful, wonderful organization that can help you get the help that you need to be your better self. And here's the deal. Getting to know who you really are is a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing, myself included. Uh, You know, they connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you take that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I love speaking to somebody, and BetterHelp is wonderful because I don't want to leave the house, to be honest with you. It's entirely done from the comfort of your own home, workspace, comfort lodge, whatever you got, man cave, uh, she shed, wherever you are, uh, please access someone to speak to them about anything that you've got going on in your life. Because if you're thinking about therapy, uh, give BetterHelp a try. It is wonderful and convenient and cheaper than traditional therapy, to be honest with you. Uh, It's entirely done online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So if you're looking to make some moves in your life, both mentally and physically, to get yourself back aligned and feeling better, discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash whiskey today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, Better H-E-L-P dot com slash whiskey. One of my favorite days of the month is when I get my box of awesome in the mail. What's a box of awesome from Bespoke Post, Andrew, you might be asking? Well, it's incredible. It's a beautiful, unique, curated box from a small business that you probably would never have heard of otherwise. Uh, From cozy essentials to travel must-haves and cocktail kicks, Box of Awesome has everything you need this month. How do you get started to get a cool little box of random cool things? Well, you go to boxofawesome.com. Your answers, when you take a little quiz, are going to help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every single month across a ton of different categories. Each box is worth about 70 bucks. You're going to pay a much less than that. Plus, each box of awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% 
overwhelming majority, 90% of everything that comes in your boxes of awesome is from a small and up-and-coming brand. Free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel at any time. They're not going to punish you or knock on your door. They ain't the IRS of the feds. Um, the Frontier is where they just sent me with a cool little pocket knife developed in 1980. becomes synonymous with French design and utility. And I got to tell you, a little pocket knife for carving, slashing, slicing, cutting limes to throw in my Rona once in a while. Uh, it's been incredible. They've sent me box and box and box uh, of awesome as uh, I've been a part of them for quite a long time now. And I love it. Also, the Scorch, they sent me that with those delicious hot sauces from small brands all over the country, from Texas, Nevada, California, and more. These Box of Awesome are a great gift for yourself or for a loved one. Uh, great for someone that likes new stuff uh, to collect, to trade, uh, and also to give uh, to others, to pass on the love. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up today at boxofawesome.com and enter the code whiskey at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code whiskey for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com, code whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. So um, they move me up, lady. They dope me up. And I tell the lady, like, look, man, they just put all this bullshit in me. And I really want to pass this test. It's, it's fucking 6 a.m. I don't know if you've ever been in the hospital. That's what they do to you. Mm-mm. They come in. You never get the rest. That's what the nurses tell you, too. The one thing you really need in here is rest. But someone's coming to clean the room, take your lunch. Uh, check your vitals, give you the pain meds. There's doctors. Co- now, I've got so many in and out. And they'll kick your motherfucking bed and be like, hey, Ryan, I know it's 5 o'clock in the morning. you just going through some crazy shit. We're about to tell you a bunch of new medications you've never heard of with different milligrams that you better fucking remember. So you might, and I'm I'm taking an eye mask off. I'm taking earplugs out. I got a white noisemaker next to my head. And I'm like, what is fucking happening? <laughs> so I'm like, just come back. They dope me up. Will you please come back at noon? She's like, yeah. Comes back at noon. She's like, how are you feeling? I was like, I don't know. I feel weird. She's like, do you want to do this? And I'm like, yeah, I want to go home. So she's like, all right, all you got to do is go up and down these stairs. So I walk up and down. And she goes, now I want you to go up sideways, like you're holding on to a rail. Mm. And I go, okay. I do that, and I go back down. And she goes, Mr. Sickler, as your occupational therapist, I can tell you that you have passed the necessary steps to go home today. And I fucking collapse on my bed immediately after she says that. And I go... I'm clotting. And she goes, what? I go, I'm clotting. She's like, oh, my God. (laughs) I still want to find this poor lady. She runs out, gets a doctor. He comes in. He's like, what's going on? I was like, I'm clotting. He goes, how do you know? I said, this has happened to me before. He's like, what do you feel? I said, I feel three elephants on my chest. He checks my blood pressure. He goes, okay, Mr. Sickler, you might be having a heart attack and clotting. And I said, huh? And then I black out. That's when I wake up and that nurse is there. And I don't know why. And I just say, am I am I going home today? And she's like, no. <laughs> Your discharge has been canceled. I was Damn. like, fuck. So now I'm on like, who knows? And they tell me, you have a pulmonologist, a cardiologist, a hematologist, an oncologist, and a spinal surgeon. And every person on all those teams has to tell you that you can go home before you go home. And I said, yeah, that's a great fucking yeah. plan. Bring in all the gist. And I've said it before. If there's 12 of you and 11 of you say I can go and one of you doesn't, I want to talk to that yeah, fucking person. 100%. Like, what are you seeing that yeah. you don't like over there, you know? Right. So the problem is every day they test me, something's different. And now what that means, I learn, unfortunately, is that it's a it's a 12-hour fast, right? Mm. And then they come and test your blood. So then that's another eight hours. So it's a two-day process every time you have a setback. It's two more days. Mm. And it just keeps going. And they they wheel me into CT scans, and they come back, and they say, all right, you didn't have a heart attack. I'm like, great. 
They're like, but your heart is swollen. I was like, well, what do you mean? Oh, my God. And it swelled up to where it's pumping 50-50. It's supposed to be two-thirds, one-third in our heart. I didn't know any of this. 50-50. I still don't know that, yeah. 50-50, yeah. and they're like, it's going to be a minute. That shit took like six days to go down. And again, I thought I had a clot. Yeah. Uh, and they were like, you have massive pulmonary embolisms. That's the fancy term for lung clots covering both of your lungs. And I was like, huh? And they were. that's when they're like, you could also have a stroke. And I said, what? I didn't even think, right? Right? Yeah. I, then I made a rule. I go, listen, new rule in here and put it up on my dry erase board. Stop telling me the shit that could happen. Yeah, Stop. No, no, no. You're freaking me the no, no, fuck no. out. You don't want to know that kind of stuff. I could have a stroke, a heart attack. Oh, I'm, I just got over. I didn't have a heart attack, but my heart swelled. Don't tell me about a stroke. Right. But they're like, you need to know all this because it's touch and go for you. It's the next 48 hours are kind of scary. Mm. Uh, so I have to call my daughter's mother, family members, and start talking to them about. You know, I called Segura crying. Yeah. I was good at first, and I was like, listen, <laughs> something happens to me. He's like, if there's any way I can help. I said, my special's in good hands. Put it on your YouTube and give whatever <laughs> money you make to my daughter. <laughs> He's like, you got it, man. I said, thank you. That's all I want. That was my only request. Put my special love, give the money to on my your kid. YouTube. And you're like, but Not also. mine, please. Also, all the YouTube ad generated. <laughs> yeah, anything that you Can do. you make sure in perpetuity? You know, like, it's not just one month. Perpetuity. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just one yeah, month. Yeah, not just one month. You know, she, she That's does. That's the shit I was saying. Still thinking about her. And also, I don't get to see my daughter. I don't get to see her. And so now I'm in there. And I'm telling you, dude, it's it's nightmares and. There's a lady over here. Oh, there's always a yeller when you're in the hospital. I have one down in the fucking gen pop, and I got this lady. And uh, one night I have this horrible dream. Those those drugs, man. And I have the dream that I'm first in like a like an East Coast or Midwest basement, like a club basement. You know those basements. Oh yeah, I grew up in them. them. Got a bar back here, and I'm yep. I'm yelling for help across the room, but I know. I've dreamt enough and I'm not deep enough asleep that I know I'm yelling in real life, but I'm in the dream going, oh, help. You know, when you can't get it out, you're like, help. Mm -hmm. So then they take me, I don't know who they is, and they throw me in the back of this old Toyota Corolla. I've like, been in the back of those. Like an 82. Uh-huh, I remember it. Cloth seats. And then they start fucking throwing bodies on top. These are the dreams I'm having on these drugs. And there, I'm buried alive under bodies. And I'm trying to, and I fucking dig. I'm, the whole time I'm screaming. I dig myself out of the bodies. And now I'm crawling back to the hospital. I'm outside the hospital, obviously in my dream. And I'm showing my wristband like, I'm supposed to be in there. I'm supposed to be in there. And then some fucking, like, I wish people could have gotten my mind for sci-fi movies. Some, like, businessman walks up with dark glasses, like Matrix-type shit. And I stand up. And homeboy lasers my fucking eyes out of my fucking face. I can hear the dirt crunching under his fucking loafers. And I'm screaming. And then finally, I'm like, I come out of the drum. I'm like, ah! And I hit the god. I'm hitting the button. The lady runs in. I go, I know I was screaming. <laughs> you didn't hear me screaming? She's like, oh, my God. We thought it was the lady next to you that screams all day, so we paid it. No mind. I'm like, listen. Had a new rule, too. Don't let me hit REM sleep. I had a rule. Right. Don't let me get that fucking deep because this shit is crazy. Damn. Like, I can't sleep like this. I can't. And then they keep telling me I'm going to get out. And a week turns into two weeks, turns into three weeks. And I'm, and I'm losing my shit. I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm on my back. 
I don't get up higher than 30 degrees. I, I, I can If I can get out of bed and get to my walker and go and sit and take a piss, it's the greatest day I've had since I've been in there. Damn. But that day when I clotted and everything, I had like three three surgeons come in and be like, "You should, you should, you should have died today." I'm like, "I know. I I would have passed that test and been home. I would have called. I said I definitely would have called nine one one for what I was feeling." They're like, "Yeah, but you wouldn't have made it." I'm like, hmm. "They're like, you something's watching over you in this room." Wow. And I was like, "That's interesting." One guy came in crying, surgeons crying for me. I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" Crying for you. Crying. Because every day he's checking on me, telling me you're supposed to go home. And then he comes back in the morning. He's like, what the fuck are you still doing here? I'm like, I don't know. They saw something they didn't like. He's like, all right, well, hopefully it's tomorrow. Comes back. He's like, you're still here? I'm like, yeah, dude. This Dan Van Kirk calls this my Gilligan's Island. It was supposed to be a, legitimately, was supposed to be a three-hour outpatient procedure. And that's it. Turned into Gilligan's Island. Turned into a fucking month-long near-death Was Marianne there? Unfortunately, no. No (laughs) Marianne? No. Yeah. Just a bunch of skippers. Bunch of skippers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this. Have you ever almost died? No. Have you ever had a near-death And experience? I'm glad that you're alive, man. Thank you. I'm glad. I've, I've never come close to like that. Nothing like that. The only thing I ever had that was traumatic was uh, my legs taken out in basketball. What do you mean? Somebody undercut you? Oh, yeah. I fell on my neck. You hit your neck. I fell on my neck. Did all they, my weight. Did wheel fell on you my out neck. of there from there? Well, what happened was is I, we were playing ball at, uh, oh, man, what is it called? Lifetime fitness. Yeah. Lifetime fitness. And I want to be paralyzed for a lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went up to get a board, dude. I came. I thought. Oh, I, this wasn't even high school or anything. This no, no. Was just fucking around. No, ball. high school. This was high school. Was, oh. Oh, yeah, but it was playing. It was during high school, but it was right. It was playing pickup ball. Got it. And I went up to get a board and I thought I came down. In my mind, it was crazy. I thought I landed and then fell. Uh, but cause I had blacked out, I had, f- I had my legs taken out. I fell on my neck on my back of my, on the back of my spine. Like all my weight went backwards. And when I came to, I was, <laughs> I was asking for a sub. I was going sub, sub, Waving sub. sub. <laughs> but I realized I'm not standing upright. I'm actually like sideways being held up. It's amazing that basically your brain just paused. Yeah. For what all this could have been ten minutes. Of yep. sh- it could have strapped you down. Everything, and as soon as you come to, you're waving one in. Sup? That's a ball player, Sup? right? There. I gotta tell you, that's a ball player. <laughs> and I kept looking for, and then my buddy, uh, two of my friends' faces. I mean, go white as a ghost. You're, that's what you're seeing. That I just all I could see was their faces blurred, and they were white as a ghost. And I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you guys?" And they're like, "Bro, sit down." Like I kept trying to get up, and they were like, "Sit down." And I was like, "Why are you guys acting so fucking weird, man?" I got fouled. I got whatever. We're good. He's like, bro, sit down. And then I remember sitting down and then I opened up my eyes again and I was horizontal on a, on a gurney. You were. And two paramedics were over the top of me. And I said, I think I'm going to throw up. And he goes, go ahead. And I turned over the gurney blah, all over the place. And he goes, oh yeah. And they start talking, checking my eyes. Cause I had a con- severe concussion mm-hmm. and bruised my spine or I can't remember the terminology. I bruised multiple spots in my spine. It was about to break. And Damn. it was like so many inches of pressure away yes. from. Yeah. Huh? That's absolutely uh, a, uh, a near death. No. Well, it is a near death. I mean, though, I could have broke, my, broke yeah. my neck. Yeah. But also, it's probably contributing to all the spine shit you have now. I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure years is. later. Well, then. Arthritis and everything. Yeah. In there. When I went in, when I got to the ER. God damn. Because I kept holding his hand, I was freaking out. 
But I kept moving my legs. I was like, well, I didn't break my neck, but something's wrong. Were you, is that what was going through your mind? Like, am I I thought I broke my neck. Yeah, I was like, man, maybe I broke my neck. I kept wiggling my legs. I kept, did it maybe a hundred times. They're moving. And then by the time I got there, he said, the doctor was like, you know, my mom, when I, I don't remember, it's in pieces, but then I remember my parents in the room, my mom (laughs) bawling and my dad looking crazy concerned. And the guy was like, the doctor was like, you, you know, you're so lucky you didn't break. You're so close to breaking your neck. He's like, you should have broken your neck. Really? You are so lucky you didn't break your neck. And I had to live in a, you know, I had to live in a fucking neck cast for a while. To you had su- a, did to you have it. the halo? Did you have the halo or just the neck thing? I had a full full neck, but it went all the way up, like behind on my neck to hold my neck straight in place. Oh, the early, you had that fucking uh, yeah, it was this Brian guy. Cox. Yeah, it was this fucking a, old NFL neck collar. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. The oh, horse, yeah, the horse collar, the, the 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 cowboy collar. I had it, bro. At lunch, you know, someone's like Santino. What up? <laughs> Hold up. Trying to still be cool. I was trying to match my fit to it. What's up, man? Nah, uh yeah. we hanging chains off yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was so chain. nervous about it, man. And I, I but hell yeah. You're I got so fucking... but I got but I got lucky. I mean, the only thing I got from it was a concussion and I had uh, severe spinal bruising. I don't know if that's the terminology, but I was in that thing for I don't even remember. Maybe it was like a month or so before I could even get back to like doing neck uh therapy and all that stuff and neck muscle regeneration because it deteriorated right your muscles in your neck Dude, they deteriorate yeah my neck it's my bag. it's more sore than yeah it's more sore than my back it is. <laughs> yeah it is because i didn't re- like i had recorded just enough podcast for patreon and the honeydew subscribe to the honeydew by the way go get that honeydew and, um, go get that dude because i thought i'd be spending the month of january just simple rehabbing and i figured i'll give myself time to do that and i don't need to go sit and record and right stuff. yeah this shit happens and i get right to the point where i finally get out of the hospital kirsten has to come get me drive me and we do a patreon because i value it they pay for it and i want to make sure i don't miss this guy's dying and he's worried about the fans <laughs> man yeah crazy and then my first guest in the studio after the which was only days later was neil brennan so you go back that's my first interview on the regular honeydew out of the hospital but I'd recorded just enough, and I was able to just at that time sit for an hour and a hour, hour and a fifteen tops. I was getting so tired I couldn't fucking figure out why. And I'm like, oh my god! I finally, after a while, I felt my own shoulders, the weight of my own shoulders, just naturally pull it because I hadn't sat upright for a month. Mm. You know, I said when I got home and I rolled to my side, I cried. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm on my side. <laughs> and. Um, it, and and just the weight of my big ass head on my neck too, like it's it's still sore. As you got fuck a big right dome. Now, dude. What are we dome. talking? Eight eight and a quarter? Nah, hell no. I used to be seven and a quarter, but it did get bigger. God, what's the next <laughs> size up? Two thirds? What's the next? I don't know. I don't know my frack. <laughs> you said you're bad at math. That's what that that's what that three point came from. Those weightlifting classes. <laughs> I'll be doing curls outside this room to outweigh that fucking fraction <laughs> math I just did. Well, let me say this. I'm so happy that you're alive. I hope you live for a very, very long time. Thank you, bro. And if anything ever happens to you, I'll post your special Man, online please. as well. Give it all to my daughter. And please. I'll give your daughter three months. I said three months of YouTube. <laughs> I'll let her know. I'll let her know. I got your daughter calling me over the fourth month, like, Santino, what's up with the check? And I'm like, listen, man, <laughs> your dad and I said three months. That's what we. That's the deal we made. You know? Yeah, hell yeah. Was your daughter... Was your daughter... I don't want to lean on it too much. Go ahead, I, I want to move on. But was your daughter... 
was that that was heavy, heavy, heavy for her. Yeah. So I, the way I explained it, because she's a first, teenager now. No, she's only eight. Oh, I thought she was um, ten or eleven or something like that. She um, she knew it was a back surgery, so I kept it to that. I never really alluded to. You didn't want to tell her everything. Yeah, I just said, hey, the, my back's all messed up and it's not healing right. So, but. The things that got me was she was going to school telling her friends that my dad's not doing good, and I found out because her teacher emailed me. And I was like, yeah, well, here's what really happened, and this is what I'm going through, and I'm not letting her know about it yet. But but now without telling her, when people in life come up to me and ask me what happened and I talk about it, she hears it that way. I don't. I haven't sat her down to say, well, this is what happened. But She's too young to like hear all that heavy. Yeah, That's heavy, heavy for heavy a kid. Shit. You know? But I do need to. The unfortunate thing is she. It's genetic, so she's got to be tested. Oh right, for clotting. So, right, and if our pediatrician already told us, like you don't need to do it now, but you know if she's on pregnancy and needs bed rest, that could kill her if she doesn't know she has it. If she wants to take birth control, that that is prone to making women clot. So it's not a good idea for her to do that. So I got to teach her about raw dogging and shit. Like, I got I mean, I have fucking real conversations with my kids. Like, listen, baby girl. <laughs> you better use condoms and don't raw dog because I'm Bur- telling you, you can't take birth control. The birds, the bees, and the wheelchair. <laughs> let me tell you about the bird, the bee, and the wheelchair. Uh, That's wild. They finally let her come in, and, and she knew. She was she knew it was up. She came and hugged me nonstop. And then one day I surprised her, picking her up at school with my cane. I was off the walker, and she's like, Dad, you're okay, and came running up to me and hugging me, and I was like, this is all I want. Life is good. It's all I want. I've never craved palatial mansions and and fucking fancy cars or any of that. Like, Because I always go back to when my dad died when we were 16 and we're alone. I'm like, a mansion wouldn't make this feel any better right now. Somehow it would make it feel worse. At all. Big room to be all alone in. Yeah. Big house all alone. Which is a lot of times what you see. When you see people with, like, so much money and so much excess, success and excess, that you're like, what are you doing this big thing when you're all by yourself? Yeah, 14 rooms. What are you doing? You're in one. Yeah, what are you doing with all these these fucking rooms? That is a a very uh, deep philosophical ideology that, like, when you get sick or get hurt, uh, you'd rather have a one-bedroom apartment so you can see everybody all the time. You know, you, it's, I'd rather be, I just, ra- you'd rather be closer to the people than further away with all of the the bullshit that you acquire over life. Mm-hmm. That's deep, though. And also, you know, that's heavy for an eight-year-old, but, yeah. she, you know, but they only need to know what they need to know. Do you know what I mean? When she's older, it'll She'll be different. She'll hear it all. I She'll mean, get all of it. Yeah, yeah. she's going to get all. hear all that bullshit. Sure. She's, she's got to. She's got to get tested for it. I'll be like, here's the fucking deal. This is what can happen to you. I think about that, all, like, what you know, you know, whenever you go in and they're like, well, what runs in your family? And you got to make the phone call. You're like, what? He had cancer? He had cancer too. Okay. I'm telling the doctor, I'm like, yeah. so I guess everybody had this kind of cancer and this kind yeah. of cancer and this kind of, and then you like add it all up and you're like, how come I never knew that? And your parents are like, you know, well, I guess we, you know, we never, we never, you know, we never talked about it. I don't know. I mean, I get, but I guess it does run in the family. We're all, we're the generation of, I love you. The dads that say, I love you and love their kids and try to figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Messy bros with feelings trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're also the people that are like, how many, seven people died of colon cancer, huh? You're like, holy shit. <laughs> how come I never knew that? <laughs> Not talking about that? Yeah. How come that never came down the line? <laughs> we're also those people. So yeah. now we're like the, we're these middle people that are trying to pass all this, like trying to break cycles of trauma and bullshit, the whole walk it off generation. And then the genetic bullshit that we're finding out yeah. that we have. Like, yeah. wait, what? I have what? We are God the walk damn. it off generation. That's so funny. Walk it off. Walk it off. That was me asking a for a sub. Yeah. Sub. Sub. 
You know, my tongue was probably Stop this fucking pussy over. But that was that was your instinct. Was like you're good. Yep, you're you're fine. In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, have you ever searched your name in a search engine? If not, you may be surprised by the amount of personal information available online. It's scary. It's creepy. It's gross. Your full legal name, email, home address, phone numbers, uh, that can all be found online. Even your shoe size. What? Yeah, or your waist size. Come on, it's nuts. Uh, It's not true for you. uh, It might be true for your friends and family. So. Your personal info is out there for anyone to find. It seems like there's a new data breach in the news every every other day. I got a letter in the mail from uh, one of the uh, credit unions that I had used, and they said, oh, we've been breached. Also, a health organization uh, that I used to get physical therapy at. So it's, it's awful. In 2022 alone, there were over 1,800 data breaches that exposed personal information for over 422 million individuals. That is too many people. And uh, victims of uh, data breaches are easy targets for all sorts of cyber crimes. You know, the most tech-advanced companies in social media, telecom, crypto, have been breached because of the vast sensitive data that they possess. So what can you do about it? Well, Aura, Aura's got you. Aura offers a suite of tools to protect you and your loved ones, including real-time alerts on suspicious credit activity, computer virus protection, parental controls, a VPN, which I highly recommend, a password manager, comprehensive online safety solution that provides almost every tool you'll ever need all in one place. Aura helps you reduce annoying robocalls, telemarketers and junk mail sending takedown requests on your behalf. you got to use Aura to keep yourself safe. For a limited time, Aura is offering our listeners a 14-day trial plus a free check of your data to see if your personal information has been leaked online. All free when you visit Aura.com slash whiskey. That's Aura.com slash whiskey to sign up for a 14-day free trial and start protecting you and your loved one. That's Aura, A-U-R-A dot com slash whiskey. Certain terms apply. Be sure to check out the site for details. Ginger. I like gingers. I, told, I think I talked to you about this one time. I remember the first time I ever got clocked in, in junior high football. I got smoked. I got smoked. The kicker was hurt. And they're like, Santino, you can kick. You're, you're the only one that could probably kick, you know, on the team. No one else wanted to kick. I said, I don't want to fucking kick. He's like, dude, you, you gotta. We have no one else that can kick the fucking football. Fine. So the kid snaps me the ball. It goes, you know, 30 yards over my fucking head. And I jump, nothing. I turn, I grab the ball, and I'm thinking, I'm running for the first down. Fuck this. Dude. I'm like, oh, what I'm doing is crap. I got smoke. How many steps did you get before Four. you got? <laughs> And did they get you, like, when you had oh, mid-steps? Yeah. So oh, yeah, dude. I was mid-stride. Yeah. I was horizontal. That's the worst, uh. dude, when you got one foot up. <laughs> and I remember my dad going, you got your bell rung, boy. I was gone. <laughs> I think I spoke Chinese for, like, a month. I could, dude, I couldn't see straight. I was, that fucked me up so bad. But that was it. My dad, <clears throat> after I got clipped, was doing that. He goes, you're good. You got your bell rung. You're good. Yeah, Welcome to the club. Up, it's the first right, time you yeah, ever got smart. Because yeah. before that, you know, I played, I played uh, uh, safety and DB. I didn't really right. ever get popped hard. Mm-hmm. I got to pop, but it was all strategic. You know what I mean? Like, I never had an open field smach. Yeah. But that one got me bad. That dude. kid still talks about that. He's like, Y'all watch that show, Dave? Man, look at this guy right here. I fucked him up in high school, man. <laughs> He's somewhere on a patio smoking a heater with somebody going, yep. You know that redhead from Dave? See that guy right there on TV? Fucking murked that kid, dude. <laughs> he is definitely telling everybody, You're highlighting that kid's fucking career, dude. You really are. <laughs> <laughs> but true, man. I remember, dude. It's Sinja. The whole team went, "Oh, yeah. my team, yeah, my team. team, oh, Santino." <laughs> you never get it the other way. What's the hardest hit you put on somebody? As a as a safety, 
you know, like we were, uh, this is back in the day too when cheap shots were still a thing. You could yeah, still, hell it's yeah. so funny. You could still you start, I, turn around just to go to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had a couple, of, a I had a couple of cheapo peepos that I was, it's so funny. Like when you're a kid, you got clapped out for that. Like your coach was like, let's go. But then you get older, you almost and you're like, killed him. Let's go, <laughs> yeah, dude. You're like, I think I really fucked yeah, that, no, that kid, kid up. Might be I dislocated dislocated a kid's shoulder. I fucked up a kid's yeah. dislocated shoulder, and I think I might have fucked up his collarbone. But I hit him so hard on a on a side hit, you know, on a f- half front facing side hit. So he's coming up the field. He doesn't really see me, and I hit him so hard, I, his shoulder went up, took his helmet off of his fucking head. That was bad. That that kind of stuff. In retrospect, you're like, man, that was cheap. And he, it's it's fine because it was back then. But now you know. You're like, that's why everyone can't speak anymore. That's why uh, you see any stars of old. I told you one time I saw uh, at a golf course I played with um, in the group. We were paired in a big chunk of groups. So they were right in front of us. But Elway, you know, <laughs> it was amazing meeting I seeing him. I've never seen somebody so, like, brutally fucked up from all those years you could see it well, brother he the way he walked Ooh, was was crazy it, I'll bet. he walked like it was like a you know those uh boston robotics the like the yeah, yeah. i mean he was walking like they were all on different fucking algorithms he, he couldn't really walk that well and it was looked like he's it was in every what, step 60s gotta be late 60s by now yeah so he's gonna be shitting his brother 80s. he was you could tell it was wow. pain, it was painful to like get through i mean he's went with a smile on his face but the way he moved looked like you know 20 years of just constantly getting beat up. I read an article uh, not too long ago about Earl Campbell. I love Earl Campbell. Yeah, man. Earl Campbell's one of my favorite One of the backs. best of all time. And they it said that it takes him 30 minutes to get up out of bed in the morning and put his pants on. Like, that's how... Put his pants on. Just to, just to get up out of bed, sit there, and put pants on takes about 30 minutes. It's a different game now. It's a different world now, which is, which is good. But you know what the irony is? Because we were taught as kids... We were the walk it off. We were taught, dude, hit him with your fucking helmet. Throw that head in there. Go nuts. Spear him. Who gives a shit? Who cares shit? about your neck either? <laughs> yeah, dude. Get him. Get him. You got a helmet on. That was the old, that was the old phrase. You got a helmet on. <laughs> Being a pussy, you're wearing a helmet. <laughs> yeah. It's not like anything could happen. <laughs> <laughs> your neck's an accordion just. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Shooting up places. What was wild about all that, uh, all these years later now learning about that stuff, going overseas, watching rugby, and I went to a, um, uh, AFL game and Aussie rules football. You know what that is? It's wild mm-hmm. as shit, man. Um, but you watch the way they clip each other. It's very, very coordinated. It looks, it looks like a, a perfect little dance. They know exactly how to get low. They know exactly how to take the hits. So you, you don't have to, you don't have all that padding and the plastic. Well, that's what it teaches to, them. It yeah, teaches them right. not to just go balls Proper out. Perform. Yeah. I mean, I know you and I know you, you went ham when you were oh, playing God, football. Yeah. Right. So you didn't care. You didn't think no. anything twice. You're like, brother, I'm I'm in fucking armor. Yeah. What could happen? The whole time I'm playing with this back injury. That's that's part of being young and dumb and full of cum. Is at 16 and 17, I'm like, who cares if I can't feel this leg? I can still run. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was yeah. literally like that. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, I had two good ones. I would say career ones. I had two good ones. This poor kid probably hates it too. I broke a kid's collarbone on a hard, clean slide tackle, and I. He flew over me, and I heard it go, when he hit the ground. I was like, yeah. <laughs> you got but, an extra sticker on your oh, helmet for that, one, boy. Bro. That was soccer, actually. It was a slide tackle. Oh, but oh, this oh. was uh, wrestling. So in wrestling, um, my dad had just died, and I'm f- just full of absolute rage. rage. Yeah. Just full of rage. And we had a holiday uh, Christmas tournament, and it's like maybe 12, 15 schools come together, and you just wrestle – 
you know, whatever in your weight class, pair it all the way down, and then, you know, you get the bright light. And we, we, our, our high school did it right, man. They shut all the lights off, had a cone light. Come Single down. spotlight? Yeah. That's sexy as now, shit. Now, during the tournament, no, because you've got matches going all sure, over sure. the place. Sure, sure. No, no, but no. The final, yeah, every the finals. weight class, all lights off. Fucking don't look just How, like Vision Quest. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> it was awesome. No yeah. other school we went to did that. Yeah, so everyone loved to come wrestle at our school because they're like, "Fuck yeah!" Under the light, it's just one dome spotlight. Right, boom. and um, they were like, "Ryan, we need you to to wrestle uh, one seventy five And I was like, "One sixty five or whatever it was." And I'm it's like, a "Big leap." It's big when it's muscle. That's what I mean. I could 15... fuck you up if you were ten pounds fatter than me. Nah, but t- fifteen of muscle is bananas. Bananas. It's a whole different category. Bananas. <laughs> yeah, that's especially great. at that age. Yeah, you know, it's like it's visibly noticeable. Right. Like, Jesus Christ, I got to wrestle this motherfucker. He's like <laughs> six three. I'm five ten, but I'm wrestling normally in that sixty five or sixty eight, whatever it was, pound class. So I get on the scale and my whole singlet. My f- I'm eating a cup of pudding and that thing ain't even moving. <laughs> I'm like fuck. <laughs> so then I go against him. He was from Gilman. I'll never forget. You know blue, them Gilman blue boys. Blue and gray. Those Gilman boys. And this it was a big motherfucker. And um, we square up, and we're going at it. And I just chuck him by the side of me just to see if I can get a headlock on him. I just grab the back and just give him a little chuck. And his neck sticks out, and I was like, there it is. <laughs> and I put a headlock on this motherfucker. I flipped him, dropped him, and I held it. And then I was now not only am I'm not excited, I am terrified. Right. I'm terrified that if I don't pin this kid, I'm getting fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing, I'm leaning all my weight, and I'm taking his arm because he's yelling, and I'm throwing it over his face like that, and I'm I'm on my feet, and I'm I'm like, oh god, and then I hear. <laughs> Boom, and I'm like, oh, dude, this dude was so fucking pissed. I pinned his ass. I went down in the locker room. I bawled, bawled like a baby. I was so fucking, like, emotional about, like, my dad not being there. This is for him. Balling, balling, balling. I'm feeling so good about myself all day. We get on the bus to go home. I do really well in the tournament. We get on the bus to go home, and the coach is, like, doing that bullshit, giving out, like, all right, um, Best comeback from behind wins, Santino right there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're yeah, giving, yeah, yeah. pumping everybody up. Uh-huh. And he gets to me and he goes, all right, this award goes to the guy that should have never won, but won anyway. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck, fuck kind of shit is that, dude? <laughs> should have never. Yeah, should have never. I won. Yeah. I, I was a chance going in. <laughs> yeah. But, man, I pinned that fucking kid, and that was that was fucking awesome. You remember that forever? I'll remember that forever. He remembers it. He's probably He's talking about He's smoking a cigarette like, on a patio. One fucking time, I, I got Chuck me, stuck his head out. <laughs> you stick that head out, I'm going for it. All those days of all that stuff led to where we are now, broken bodies. Yep, broken. broken and, and my in ankles pain. are shit. My knee, my knee still jumps out of socket. I had arthroscopic on. If I sit even close to... It'll jump out, and then I have to fucking go, ah, and I got to straighten it, and it'll go, boom, hardcore back and in. And pop back in. Mm-hmm. The next special's got to be all about that, body injuries. Body lefty injuries. son, Lefty son will be the last regular special. <laughs> this motherfucker gave this shit to <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, thanks a lot. I can't believe how appropriately named it is. This is the guy that gave me this shit that almost fucking killed me. Right. Genetic. Listen, I know a lot of you out there probably are like, man, fuck my mom or dad or whatever, but I'm telling you, on the sly, Figure out what the fuck their genetics are. Yeah. Even if they're pieces of shit, they're your genetic code. You and got that, it. <laughs> that could save your fucking life. My dad, for some reason, is a, 
medical anomaly. Like, you know. What, How old is he now? Uh, almost 70. And, you know, was, uh, you know the story I've told you about in and out of prison when I was a kid and was a was an addict and is now clean and healthy and life is good, but making up for, you know, all those years and brutalizing his body. And he smoked for, I, I got to say, maybe 40 years. I don't even Damn. know. Damn. Got to be 30 some odd years. Yeah, got to be. Um, and quit multiple times and then quit, quit. Finally now has been clean from cigarettes forever. And, uh, and he had polyps or something all over his lungs. And then he called me one time and said that. He said, I know I got to go in and go all these polyps. Got to take a look, something all over, bumps and popcorn stuff on my fucking. They say, you know, it's probably no big fucking deal. <clears throat> and then I immediately... I didn't, you know, I, I know 10 years ago, I wouldn't have thought anything of it. And then now I was like, well, we're, cause I'm getting older. So I'm like, oh man, is this the thing? Is this it? So then he, I started to think, oh, I wonder if that's, that's the thing now. Is this going to be it? And he said, you know, they, there's no, no cancer and none of them. And they're slowly going to, you know, go down if I do this and this and all this stuff. And then, you know, a year or two ago, called me again and was like, I'm all good. They said, I'm all, I'm totally good. But this guy, dude, this guy has lived a thousand lifetimes. So it's incredible. So that hasn't taken him. Right. So I'm like, how? Meanwhile, on my mom's family, it's like these Irish motherfuckers. They're dead from, you know, you know. From uh, a sneeze. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> from a no-hold sneeze. These, these motherfuckers die a fart, a, a fart outside. Yeah. Crippled them. I mean, honestly, they're all, they all have something, something. So my dad's side, medical anomalies. It's, it's till this day, it's still shocking. They've all, my grandfather uh, just died 92, you know, a couple years ago. And was not the pinnacle of health, but still lasted for some reason. Sometimes people, it's pure luck. That's the one thing I learned from. I agree. It's pure fucking luck. I think we're all like the same innards when it comes to the computer. And it's just a matter of whether this computer gets cancer or leukemia or diabetes or high cholesterol or whatever. I I agree with you. It's It's a matter of luck. Yeah, everyone's got something for sure we all got something that's gonna take us you got it baby it's coming everybody's got something (laughs) it's coming for you on a happier note i'm glad that you're here i'm glad that you're back can you taste and smell i cannot still can't taste and smell i have maybe 10 percent. that's that goes back to december 2020 when i got the first covid i got the iphone one uh, (laughs) you got me up you got the first version when we talked about it that day and i I can smell here's what i the the if you blow weed in my face, can't fucking smell it. When you smoke a joint, like outside, can't you can't smell it. Nothing. But what do you taste? Do you taste I it? I can a little smell bit? a cigarette, right? But they smell different now. Now I know what that smell smells. I can smell coffee, but coffee smells different. Now I know what that smell smells like. Um, chocolate tastes like shit. I mean, so many things taste like shit. Tastes what? like shit. Uh, so it does all t- the way off, bland. Like I could, I could have. There's you could if I was an alien to this planet and didn't know the difference between cold or whatever, I couldn't tell you the flavors of ice creams. Wow. None of that shit. Does anything taste good? No. Nothing tastes good, but there are things that don't taste bad. What does it I taste eat by bad? memory? Like sushi still doesn't taste bad. Pizza doesn't taste bad, but it doesn't taste like it used to taste. I can't taste that there's no pop on sauce. Damn. You know, I can't smell fresh cut grass. No. I can't smell the the when that all the rain we've had, that rain at first about to come and you can smell it in the air. Can't smell that. Damn, dude. Yeah, dude. It's one of my favorite smells, fresh cut grass. <laughs> but you know what else I can smell though that's really funny? 
is and it's always a dude. Any dude that's overdoing it with cologne. Oh yeah. Oh, right I, away. I get a scent. I don't know what it is. Well, like it all to... smells the same. And I'm like, geez, I get in an elevator. I'm like, man, somebody overdid it in this motherfucker. And if <laughs> I can smell it, everybody else in here must be dying. Don't go to Glendale with all those fucking yeah. Persian dudes. <laughs> yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> yeah, those dudes. I'm talking about. Where you, you know, when you smell somebody when they when they've already walked away and they're mm-hmm. 15 feet away, you're like, bro, I still smell you. Or remember, you infected the, the, the atmosphere. There'd be like an older lady at the school that would hug you or something, and then she would get her perfume on your face, and then it would just stay on there like oil. Uh, dude. And I'm like, why can't, why is this on here? It's on here all day on my face. <laughs> it's soaked I'm in. wiping it and shit. I'm like, why is this still on there? I don't know who I, I uh, you know, Tehran, you know the comedian Tehran, mm-hmm. the kid that wears the robe? Tehran always wears too much perfume, and I haven't seen him in a long time. But I remember one time, you know, he wears, and it's always like gender neutral. It's always like could be a girl's, could be a guy's. You know what I mean? You know these like really fancy ones. That, I remember one time I go to the go to the club. I see him, you know, I give him a pound. He gives me a big hug. I ain't seen you in a long time. You know, da da da. The rest of the night, I smell like this guy. Mm-hmm. I and, and and literally, I go back home and I'm like, it's in your clothes. This is Tehran. <laughs> I've smelled it's like this in dude. Your clothes. And she's like, who is that? I'm like, who are you? Who are you hugging? I'm like. Fucking a, a middle-aged Persian dude who wears a robe just drenched in his cologne. Yeah, you can still smell that as, you know, I guess that's a good thing to call people out. If if Sickler can smell if you. If I can smell you. that You got too much on. Way too much on. I'm sad that you can't taste the smell. No, Me Mike. too, dude. My doctor's like, it should come back. I said, you said that shit two and a half years ago. You got to get on, uh, uh, you got to get on Ellen about the fuck. And he still can't taste I've or smell. I've done all the bullshit. And that's the other thing, going back to like backs and things like, the thing that ended up happening to me was it was such an old injury. My nerves wrapped around my spine. Both my legs started going numb. I sat on the stool for the first time on stage. That's why I needed to get this shit. But there are people that are like, have you tried Pilates? Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Yeah, let me show you the, the dick scar yoga? on my back. Yeah, yeah, tried that too. Like, you think I didn't do all that before I went under the knife? For sure. Like, even the surgeon said, until the quality of your life is af- affected, I don't want to operate on you. I was like, I can't stand on stage. So now that you're t- you're touring, mm-hmm. well, I start at the end of May. So what are you going to do Ryan now? RyanSickler.com. RyanSickler.com. Go get those. Go get, go get those. Right tickets. now, I'm promoting the special and working on writing and doing in town spots. And no, but I'm like saying that. when you do go back out, mm-hmm. are you going to sit on stool the whole time? No, hell, you can. No. You standing up still. You're well. Good. You know what? That's a great fucking question because yeah. I didn't. I just started doing stand up because I physically couldn't stand for 15 minutes without pain where I could concentrate on my set and timing and shit mm-hmm. like that. You know what? I don't know. I don't. I might have to go and getting into it. I might be able to do thirty minutes and then be like, "Damn, I need to sit." Yeah, I need because there's of that. days when I'm on tour. You know that if we're touring a lot and we're doing multiple shows a night, and I get tired and I think about stooling because I'm like, man, I, I, people in people's at home are probably like fucking Real smallest seat. violin. But you're like, yeah, man. There's days where you're like, I'm tired. It's high. I'm tired. Like I, I can stand up, but you do get exhausted. Like even now, like I have to keep adjusting my because it gets it's sore. It, it's just sore it the hurts. whole time. But no pills. Nope. I've taken, I don't like the pills. I've taken one oxycodone, and I have to have that because the other ones make my stomach sick, which is why a lot I of people I don't do like that. Them. Yeah. Um, I've taken one in a month. But the doctor said, and the reason we're not having anything to, to sip on right now is because I can't have Well, alcohol. you're not a big drinker anyway. You were never a big drinker. No, anyway. but I would sit here and have a You'd drink. You'd have a whiskey. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But now, doctors, no, no more because the blood thinners. But he did say, give him the good news. He did say, smoke away, smoke my friend. Smoke away. He said, Four of them, and I have it recorded. <laughs> said I did. I've recorded you just, everything. You talking to this place? Yeah. I'm like say that in here. <laughs> um, they said it's a two part message. We obviously are are doctors, and we prefer you smoke absolutely nothing. I put it, 
but we live in real life, and if you are going to smoke anything, smoke marijuana. Cannabis is fine. You heard it here, kids. If you're going to smoke anything, smoke that. Smoke marijuana. No cigarettes. Doctors love cannabis. They're, yeah. You forget about that. You know, you're like, oh, yeah, you're a cancer doctor. You, you Cannabis is your friend. He's like, mm-hmm, yeah. Oh, for sure. Cigarettes are not. Cigars are not. Vapes there's, are trash and too new, and they're like, don't even fuck with those. And then, you know, it's not like I shouldn't drink alcohol the rest of my entire life, but it's, you know, I'm brand new to blood thinners and stuff. And I'm take not, it easy. after what happened to me, I'm not fucking around. Yeah, with take it, it easy, way. Bro, I'm in that 0.01. It's literally like 0.01% of um, people this happens to. That's nuts to me still. It is so funny to think how weed is such a. Uh, Weed was the thing that I got yelled at by my mother when I was 16 for, you know, and now my mom ha- takes edibles sometimes. Right. Do you know what I mean? It's the flip that's happened in the Think universe. Think about the parents back then. Like, I know you guys are going to drink out there, so you can just stay over here and drink here. Yeah. But if you lit up weed, they'd be like, Jesus Christ, he's a Fucking convict. Criminal. criminal. Yeah, he's a convict. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When's your next bank robbery? <laughs> right. Now it's like, man, why don't y'all smoke some weed here and, and chill don't out. fucking touch that alcohol so you could drive home in three hours. But it yeah. is true. And, 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 and I was smoking a joint in australia i was because i was there for two months and and dude i forgot that everywhere isn't california but we were smoking a joint outside of the hotel and the guy was like hey man you go around the corner i was like oh what why he's like oh it's fucking illegal there's cops that are up at there at the event that's going on i was like wait will they come say something he's like yeah what the fuck you'll get yes you'll get arrested for it for smoking else and i was like that's still a thing in all over the world i mean I'm being ignorant as an American, but you're like, it's Australia. Do you know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck? This is, this is America 2.0. What's yeah. the difference? No, still crazy illegal. And you had to get it through a guy, like the old days. We still had, like Yeah, that. we had to get a guy. It was kind of fun. It was actually fun to get a guy. I had one of the Irish kids, Mal, go get me weed. Santino, you want some weed, I hear? You want a little bit of a pot? How much do you want? I said, just get me, you know, whatever, whatever you can get me. But he had to go get it from his guy, and it was still like an old. The transaction of those old days, it did remind me how smoking fun that was. out of a fucking soda can. And yeah, shit. me out of What'd an you apple. Get to smoke it. Oh, <laughs> right, give me an apple. No, but it's so funny that it was back to the old days of having to go through a middleman to get weed, and it was kind of adventurous and fun. And he had to, he like snuck it to me. I was like, this is kind of fun. Now it's you know going to the fucking Apple Store. It's not as fun anymore. I didn't know it was like that over there though. But I, I'm, I mean, know, no one said anything, but I think people were conscious of it that it, you shouldn't just. Well, they're also, they're like, you know, would you like um, Xanax? And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I don't want fuck. Also, you guys are putting me on so many fucking meds and pills right now. I don't want another thing. And they said, we listen to our patients. If marijuana c- helps with your anxiety, then we prefer you take that than Xanax. I'm like, yeah, I don't want another pill. And that Xanax is, I don't, I don't like know, pills. Man. I don't like pills, I- man. When, saying, I, 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 when yeah. I fucked up, I, I, I uh, playing basketball again. I, I tore I like a fucking uh, hot dog bun. He said. He said Ugh. usually they split this way, but I f- f- uh, fucked up m- the muscle in my leg and the and the tendon. And uh, right away, I mean, they were throwing pills at me right away in the in the hospital. Like, fucking here, take this. Give me a big, big, huge thing of Vicodin. I don't even think they give out Vicodin anymore. That was the old days. They used to. That was a big thing. Oh man, everything now you put a wristband on. And it is scanned and scanned and sc- oh, you you're not getting a pill out of that, brother. It was they gave me a, a, a just a huge oversized pill thing of Vicodin, and I took one, I took two, I took three, and it made me itchy and anxious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, itchy yeah, and anxious. Yeah, and itchy s- and same thing, man. I had to, I had to. When I did go to sleep, I had the craziest nightmares, and I didn't shit for like a year and a half. That's the other thing. Shit. I didn't shit for two weeks in the hospital. That's insane. I'm regular. 
Yeah. I didn't shit for two weeks. And I said to the surgeon, too, the one that came in crying, he goes, um, every surgeon has one patient they remember. I go, get the fuck out of here, dude. Do not be in here telling me. He's like, <laughs> you're the one. I go, I don't want to be the one. Tell me another one. He right. goes, okay. He tells me about this guy had the same shit going on, laid in the hospital for a while, didn't shit for almost three weeks. And he's leaving L.A. to drive to Fresno. He's released that day. And the surgeon says, listen, I'm not going to sign off on this until you basically take a shit. Take a shit. Take the shit, <laughs> and then you can go, and I'll be comfortable signing you out. And the guy's like, no, I'm not. I got to get out of here. That's what, three hours maybe up to, to Fresno? Fresno? That's deep. Three, that's, three yeah. and a half, four hours. And um, the surgeon's like, please, just, and he's like, mm not going to do it. And he's like, all right, well, you can't hold the guy there against his will. But the sure. surgeon's like, I'm not signing off on this, just so you know. Dude walks out of the room into just the little area, collapses on the floor right there. The nurses call him, and he says, get an ultrasound on his stomach right now. And they do, and his abs ripped open from all the feces. He now is toxic, and he's going right back in the motherfucking hospital. No. And I was like, how's that not number one, dude? Yeah. Clean- <laughs> how's How was number two no. not number one? There it, is, there it is. Clean him out, dude. Just put a pump up his ass. Seriously. Something. Dude. Get him out, dude. Seriously. I was like, holy shit. Literally, dude. Not to get more injury stuff, but I'm quickly, my my old man just went through, had, you know, had to get his prostate then he had then he had uh, gallbladder surgery, and then they said, this is just like my dad. He had gallstones so big that they laughed when they took them out. Dude, they cracked up. All three of them were in the room, and he, he was like, they were dying laughing because they're supposed to be the size of marbles. That's uh-huh. the average size is a marble. His were the size of golf balls. Get the fuck out golf of here. Balls. Holy shit. <laughs> because he was going to live. It wasn't like a life. It's not, right. you know, so, but they had a laugh because when they took it out, he said it went... On the table, like hard as a fucking, just slammed on the table. Usually the little tiny things, yeah. he goes, they hit so hard, they they laughed that they were like, we've never seen this this big. And he's like, I didn't, he was in pain, but he didn't know it was like that. And he goes, the surgeon goes, surgeon goes, I never seen these. We might have to save these. And he goes, what? He goes, we might have to save these to show other people. This might go in the books. They were going to measure it because it was one of the biggest they'd ever seen. And now he looks like he's got stab wounds, man. But he still made it to Australia. Shout out to him. They Hell still yeah. came down. They still came down and did the thing. That's with a us. flight that I think would kill me. Oh, bro! I have to talk to like people before I make a flight that's that long. It was deep. It was too deep. That's a long. It was flight. Too deep. It was too I'll deep. I'll die on a plane like that. <laughs> sixteen hours. Like, you know we can't land, and I'm like, I know how planes work. Yeah, <laughs> you can't just be like, we're gonna go right down real quick and get you on the ground. That was, was the like, first yeah. thing I thought. I said, what if there was a medical emergency on the plane? That and, person's dead. And you know, well, no, but you know what they told me? Uh, uh, there's little islands all over the place that they have for emergency landing spots on the way. Oh, re- is they, that right? They've thought about this before. Yeah. There's well, first of all, you reach Hawaii, then you get to like uh, Fiji, and then you can do either, uh, uh, you know, uh, what's it called, uh, Papua New Guinea, and all those islands. Um, there's so many fucking islands out there. They can get you somewhere. So. And then good luck to you. Good luck, dog. Yeah, you landed Papua New Guinea. (laughs) We're out of here. Yeah, like, oh, man. They're like, listen, we can save you, Ryan, but we have to get to Papua New Guinea. You're like, just get me to Australia, man. What language do they speak? Push me out the plane. I only know English. (laughs) (laughs) What do they speak, dude? I got got an A in English, but it was Shakespeare, bro, okay? I don't know. Where'd you shoot, lefty son? Uh, the dynasty here in LA. Oh, that's right. You said that. Yeah, that, yeah Jamie. Shout out to Jamie. Is he still Jamie over there? Right, that's his too. Yeah, right? hell yeah, man. They do a great job. I, everybody, go watch Lefty Son right now. You're one of my one of my oldest friends, one of my favorite comics, uh, because you're uh, in a corn. It's, it's cheesy. I hate the phrase, but 
a guy's guy, like the old school guy's guys. Because for a long time in comedy, it's like a bad thing to be a guy's guy. Everyone wanted to be like the smart, nerdy. But you're still a guy's guy. There's like seven of us that like sports. Yes. <laughs> like, that's it. The Really, truly. Yeah. That's it. And I know when I can talk to you, I know every time I'm like, oh, he'll be excited that baseball season started. Because you commented, you said, what's up with the Oakland A's hat? Mm-hmm. I support I support those Oakland boys. I like the elephant I asked up you there. If you threw out a first pitch. I, want I to never done a first it. pitch, and I'm saying now the Orioles are starting to get good. I'm like, God damn it, my chances are going to be down here. Like I, I was asking you when we were last place in the league, yeah, not not the AL East in, in baseball. The, in baseball. <laughs> yeah, that, they when the bird was out there throwing them out because they couldn't get anybody. I'm available. I'll fly to throw a first. But what do you, pitch can out. you throw? You think you can huck still with your back? Now you, you know what? To, Damn good to, question there, too. I it's going to be underhanded for you, baby. It's going to be a minute before I can throw. But I, if, if they call me, I'll be ready. I'm going from the <laughs> rubber, though. You will. You would go from the rubber. You're not doing that bullshit from the front. The, the dirt? The, the, the fake, yeah. No. The fucking t-ball pitch? No. You, you got to go from the rubber. I'm going from the mound. What I said, I said the other day. I'm hitting the rosin bag, too, a little bit. <laughs> dropping it down. Flipping you ever see Swartzen? You know Swartzen did it at, I think, the Minnesota, Twins. yeah, of course. And he did the fake pickoff. The first and then the third. You did know? he? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's he huge. Dude, dude. <laughs> <laughs> there's a brother. There's a brother in Payne's arms. He was almost blind from his surgery and all that stuff. He said he was. I, I he had like pre pre uh, pre diabetes or whatever, and it messed up messed up his vision for a minute. And this motherfucker, we're out at sushi, and <laughs> Swartzen's phone. You know, it looks like one of those phones that you see on TV for old people, where they're yeah. like for twelve ninety nine a month. You know. <laughs> Dude, each each letter was this big. He was he was reading it from here. Hey, what the fuck are you doing, bro? He had to scan one sentence. Took him five minutes to get through. He's slowly scanning. He's doing this. <laughs> That's comedy. Comedy oh, is pain, pain. Uh, pain, and then tragedy, and then we made up for it. Um, I'm so I'm so stoked that you're alive. I know I said that seven times. But I am too, and thank you. Fuck me up, man. Say it as much as you want. Oh, I was at the bag. I was here. at baggage claim. Uh, waiting to catch my next flight. I remember when I called you on the phone, uh, and it did didn't really set set in until I stopped talking to you until I hung up. That I was like, oh, I really hope you're okay. I mean, it really kind of you you don't think about it when you're young, and then you get older and friends have real things happen, and you're like, fuck, it really does hit you in a hard way that you 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 always think everyone's gonna be. I'll see you again. There's been a lot of comedians dying too. Emily was hitting me up, Emily LaFour, and I was like, You're not putting me on that motherfucking marquee. I uh-uh. promise you that. Don't put me on that fucking marquee. You get on that death sign out front. It's over. <laughs> it's over. Make God laugh. Put me on the wall, but <laughs> keep me off me that, that motherfucking sign. sign. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me up on that fucking sign. Fuck that sign. I'm not man. making God laugh. Don't no, do that shit to make me yet. God laugh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Hell no. But you know what? The, the, thing, I, the thing I felt when I was traveling a lot because there there is a moment when you're living overseas that it hits you that you are far away from home and i was far away from home and i was like man if anything happens i'm this is where i am now so it does make you value coming home and seeing people like seeing your daughter and hanging with her because you're like dude it's it's hard being out we did april fool's jokes today and shit on her mom what what'd you do well yesterday we lied to her and told her that her she had knots in her hair and i took her to the hairdresser and we lied and said she had to have it cut real short like a boy and and i didn't say anything i'm on the phone and her mom's like nah and then she goes stella are you okay and i didn't have to look back at my daughter or nothing she's what no and i was like fuck yeah <laughs> and her, i could attack could hear her mom's anxiety said <laughs> oh my god and i was dying i was like we fucking got her and then today um she came to pick her up 
and over the door we put a Halloween bucket full of just like confetti and shit, so that when she opened the door, it spilled on her. It hit her in the head and spilled on her. (laughs) (laughs) You're liking the shit whether your daughter is (laughs) hit her in the head with a bucket. I'm like, that's gonna hit mom. She's like, it's okay. I'm like, it is okay. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I love you. Um, I I appreciate you you forever. Uh, Listen, everyone at home. For the for the thousandth time, because we mean it, please go watch Lefty Son. The link is in the description below. It's on YouTube, available right now. Go watch it. We end the show the same way. You look in that camera and you say one word or one phrase to take us out. I think I know what it's going to be. Go ahead when you're ready. One word or one or phrase. A phrase. Yeah. I can make it a phrase. It's great to be alive. Go watch Lefty Son. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. Creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You-